Sirius XM Sports presents At the Races with Steve Bick Horse racing, handicapping, interviews This is At the Races with Steve Bick Good Wednesday, race fans. Sirius 162, XM 207, Sports Zone Online 999. Mark down earlier from 10. And uh, am I going to say that every time now? Maybe. Uh, and, and of course, at our website, stevepick.com, a uh, an interesting, some interesting development. Uh, to be honest, for those of you that were. Uh, Listening to the replay, which, of course, uh, the middle portion of was uh, dominated by a uh, little Heisa and a little 60-minute uh, 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 redux. And uh, it sure seems, it sure seems based on the, uh, the continuing chatter and uh, reaction. Uh, that uh, at least in, you know internally, uh, you know the effects. Uh, it's hard to know, you know, immediately what you know, what the effects out there are uh, amongst uh, mainstream types. Uh, but it, it sure feels like there's some pushback, and I don't mean pushback against uh, against uh, CBS. Uh, pushback against the. Uh, the uh, you know industry uh, organ uh, that that seems to have orchestrated this, uh, and and it's pronounced. Uh, you may have seen today. I'll turn to it um, overnight when TDN uh, when TDN published for uh, today's. Edition, uh, a letter to the editor that uh, Max Hodge wrote, and <laughs> short and sweet and to the point, uh, calling for um, how 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 could we frame it? The nationalization of the jockey club, uh, essentially. Uh, th- th- this was this was very interesting. I, not only was there Max's not only was there Max's uh, letter, uh, saw uh, saw uh, Craig Brogdon and uh, you know making a Macmore Hall making a uh, you know similar you know, similar missive. Uh, Jay Privman with, uh, I thought, a, a salient point um, about Stuart Janney's comments. And it was funny. I didn't bring it up Monday or Tuesday uh, because I wasn't positive what I had heard. And I hadn't had a chance to go back and watch the the replay uh, of, uh, I mean, 15 minutes that nobody's going to ever get back. Um, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. And... There was a comment that, um, and I, I want to want to reach out for it actually, and uh, and I, I don't know if they transcribe. I wonder if they transcribe. Uh, I bet the, I bet you they do. Um, they transcribe these things. Um, but Jay, Jay brought up the point. He said, "Surprised comment that Jenny made on 60 Minutes hasn't received more reaction." said he instructed five stones to go after people he thought were cheating. Um, that, uh, thought cheating based on what? Uh, and, um, you know, I, we, we've had discussions about, for instance, you know, Jerry Brown has uh, consulted 
and tried to help uh, using figures to identify, you know, unnatural improvement in horses. But it, it, I heard that as well, and it, and I kind of echoed or rattled around in the back of my head. So I'm glad Jay pointed it out to a wider audience, and. It'd be nice to know, uh, you know, who that, who was, who exactly was it that uh, they, they and uh, you know, it was is there is there a list of people that were gone after that were exonerated? Uh, you know, there's there's some real cross purpose here, and, and you know, there's one thing I had some other conversations yesterday because a, a number of people have noticed this. And and this is not this is not going away. Uh, it doesn't seem so quickly. If people want to have this conversation, um, we could also have the conversation about nationalizing the data. I mean, this is a topic that uh, you know that has been festering. The data is being held hostage. Data that you know those of us as owners are generating with horses you know who's you know who's training we pay for and yet the you know the the results the statistics uh, are you know managed and and you know utilized for profit purposes uh, I mean this has been off and on has been mildly challenged but whenever anybody you know wants to try to do any open source research or, or you know create you know, the Robin Howlett experience, <laughs> right? If you if if you have you know going back what now probably two years uh, when when Robin took charts and and you know was creating a a database for people to you know to use and, and you know, to try to craft their own statistics. And their own, you know, utilizable angles. Uh, for the first time, it, it sure seems, uh, you know, like there's authentic uh, pushback to the way this, to the way these kinds of. Uh, To the way these things have been uh, manipulated and uh, orchestrated, including you know, including uh, the dangling carrots in front of journalists to to have them go and uh, smear the industry over the years. I I, I it, it I, I'm somewhat heartened, frankly. Uh, and actually, we got two conversations coming up. Uh, Dick Powell, of course, is going to join us momentarily, and, uh, and Dick un undoubtedly uh, has got. Uh, Dick, Dick is one of the people that we can count on for an institutional memory on on certain things. But um, you know, there's been on the data issue. I mean, this one is this this is a a longstanding frustration. So, and I and, and we all understand. I, I, I'm the first to acknowledge uh, that you know managing the data is a responsibility, and there's expenses involved, etc. But uh, you know, I, there, there's there's any number of conversations to be had, and and it sure seems like uh, with the widening understanding of of the origin of Sunday's. You know, Sunday's uh, video attack. Uh, that that uh, uh, this one this one seems to be backfiring, to be honest, uh, with with people that matter, and and that's the other people that are paying the freight uh, in in the game. So, bravo. Uh, Sid Fernando, 
in a little bit as well. Sire Watch Pedigree Focus brought to you by Hill and Dale. And we'll get uh, we'll get Sid's thoughts uh, on uh, the Bloodstock trade. And, uh, of course, tomorrow uh, I, I saw that uh, I saw a very nice picture, actually, of uh, Rich Strike, who's being seen at Walmack, and uh, people are visiting. And, of course, uh, right about as we're wrapping up tomorrow, they will be... Uh, Offering Rich Strike at auction, so that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll see what Sid thinks he's uh, what he might fetch, and uh, the question did get answered. Uh, that uh, and it did make sense that uh, even though it's a very different scenario, winning colors was sold at auction. But it's obviously a little different, right? Um, and there was what there was strike, uh, right? Strike the gold as part of a, as part of the, uh, the partnership. Uh, but that again, th those were different. This is this is a you know, <laughs> this is as a stallion uh, prospect. It's really kind of unique. So, looking forward, looking forward to that result. Uh, there's. Uh, Oh boy, uh, Sid just sent me a note, and uh, 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 there's a passing that uh, I guess we'll have uh, we'll have to pass along. Hey, well, that's too bad. All right, uh, the very prominent, uh, very prominent owner and breeder, and uh, uh, I'll. I'll Save uh, well. Let Sid uh, handle this. All right. Um, oof. Why? 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 Why do these things happen? Well, you know. Uh, well, we know why they happen, but uh, why does it have to happen? You know. Yeah. Um, Sid saying uh, to go ahead and, and mention it. Uh, word has come that uh, that Bob Lothenbach has passed away. Um, yeah, it's really too bad. Um, you know, especially, you know, and I'm not, I'm not sure how, how, how old, um, uh, he was and, but didn't he, you know, didn't he just fairly recently, uh, didn't he just fairly recently, you know, sell his business? I, I, why that? Why does that happen? I, I, you know, people retire and and uh, uh, well, we'll we'll. Uh, I mean, this is obviously his uh, his trainers uh, and the people that he's uh, worked with. I'm sure we'll get uh, and and. Sid uh, did matings uh, for Bob Loth at that. Uh, wow. So, uh, obviously, Neil Pesson, uh, Chris Block, uh, uh, Ian Wilkes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, how often, how often do you hear that, right? Uh, 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 Paul Papa? Uh, Paul Papa was, it was, was not was very similar to, to a degree, right? He sells, he sells the business and, and, you know, ready to enjoy a, a retirement and, and, you know, as opposed to, I mean, Paul Papa, and I'm sure this is true of, of Bob Lothenbeck, Paul Papa worked, you know, he was at his desk at 3.30 in the morning. The trucks, trucks roll out of depots, at a very early, you know, in the morning, uh, you know, Paul Papa probably worked uh, 18 hours a day, 16, 18 hours a day, uh, and retires and, and is and then dies within months. Just so unfair. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a couple of quick uh, 
notes. One thing I didn't uh, mention yesterday, I, I almost brought it up with with Eric Hamelbeck, um, and of course Eric's you know, got the national HBPA, but uh, the Kentucky HBPA has hired Alex Foley as its uh, executive director. Congratulations to Alex, and congratulations to uh, the KYHBPA. Uh, Outstanding, and of course, uh, <laughs> somewhat big <laughs> shoes to fill. Considering that Marty uh, Moline, Marty Moline, was in the role for I don't know fifty years, <laughs> something like that. I guess I guess at the age of thirty, uh, thirty-two, uh, Alex can uh, Alex could uh, match the tenure of Marty Moline. Uh, I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk to, uh, to Alex uh, soon. Uh, you know, he's a, he's got a law degree from uh, from U of L, the Brandeis uh, School, and uh, went to Bellarmine. So, uh, in business management, uh, so he's a and obviously a lifelong affiliate affiliation with the game. So, I, 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 and the hire was. Widely hailed. I mean, just as a as a terrific uh, identification as a candidate uh, and as uh, somebody that could. And in fact, I'm just seeing a quote. Foley said, "I know I have some pretty big shoes to fill." Uh, exactly right. Uh, Marty, I guess Marty's worked with him and uh, Rick Hiles, of course. And uh, this is great. The, the, Look forward to talking to Alex. Look, I'm looking forward to talking to uh, to Dick uh, Powell as well. And for those that, uh, by the way, I, not that this is going to matter because you're not listening to the stream because uh, the stream is unavailable. Uh, Casey is uh, dealing with uh, a health thing for a couple of days, and uh, our man Brian Dorenzo, longtime uh, lead engineer uh, at Capital OTB. Uh, Brian's doing the engineering, and he, he doesn't have, he didn't have access this morning to the uh, to the stream link to the stream company. So um, you're going to have to you're going to have to catch up uh, on the uh, on the archives, all right, and pod. So um, and we'll get that we'll get that hooked up uh, ASAP because I think Case is going to be out tomorrow as well, all right. So and thanks to Brian for for being there uh, to get us uh, to get us going. But anyway, uh, Dick uh, Powell's you know, with with the way uh, Happy Valley's running on Wednesdays with the time change. Uh, I've been putting out the second week in a row that I put out the uh, the late pick three uh, for everybody. So that that's the way we'll. And I you know what I should probably put it on the website because there's plenty of people that uh, don't necessarily. Uh, you know, follow on the on the Twitter. Um, they're they're actually a, you might have been better off today as it happens because uh, there was a there was an oddball winner uh, in the first uh, leg. Telecom Fighters uh, with Angus Chung thirty seven eighty. Uh, so that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna happen uh, in this uh, on this morning. Yeah. So, just as well. All right. Let me get Dick in here. Uh, anxious for his. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I thought, uh, to be honest, on Sunday night, you know, I watched those 15 minutes, and I thought, uh, you know, it was going to be its usual, you know, predictable. It was a predictable, uh, you know, uh, perspective. And, uh, you know, my tendency is to shrug those off. Uh, obviously, it was going to merit mention, but I, I did not expect the backlash necessarily that it's getting. Uh, Dick Powell, good morning. Steve, good morning. Uh, I, used to like, I used to like 60 Minutes <laughs> when Mike Wallace asked Menachem Begin, are you the Yasser Arafat of 1948? And he, I mean, it was just the greatest TV. Begin hmm. wanted to strangle him because he did blow up the, the King David Hotel in mm -hmm. 1948. 
and you know, blah blah blah. That's what sixty minutes used to be. This and I I don't watch it anymore. So the first segment about the uh it might have been the second segment about the uh, plundering in the Ukraine by mm. the Russians, I'm like, have you seen uh Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle and all the plundering that those people did and all the Jews and Browns and <laughs> everything else the royal family has has stolen, not plundered, stolen from places that they ruled. I mean just so okay. So now I watch this thing and I don't know Cecilia Vega. And yet she's finishing sentences. She's like, she's not a reporter, clearly. Not objective by any means. And they had a narrative. The narrative was, oh, this is really bad. And she was going to make sure that uh, everyone hit those high notes. The Stuart Janney part, I mean, I have said from day one, HISA, whatever you want to call it, is not independent. It was sold as being independent. It has not been independent. It has never been independent. And clearly it's been run by the Jackie Club. So if anyone still has doubts about that, Sunday should have eradicated those doubts. And and just the, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think they weren't going to show breakdowns to 12 million people who may or may not be horse racing fans, but now have seen firsthand that side of the business and just, you went to them uh, it wasn't like they called up and said hey we want to do a story on horse racing and then even the, the Jeff Corral part I like Jeff but Jeff has a history of bombast uh, he talked about trainers and if you train at the Meadowlands, you have to do things my way. Well, the leading trainer in hardest racing by far is Ron Burke, and Ron Burke and Julie Millen once had cobalt sulfide positives, which is pretty, pretty, pretty serious. Uh-huh. And and nothing happened. They didn't know what to do. They sent the samples to Hong Kong. We don't know what to do. We don't know what the threshold level should be, blah, blah, blah. And nothing ever happened to Ron Burke. So, it just uh, watching it, it was like, uh, it's like, it's like me watching a lot of TV shows. I talk back to the TV and correct people as they're speaking. <laughs> and just, just amazing. So. It, it, I, I don't know how much you were able, if you were able to listen at all, um, but I, I particularly appreciated uh Alan Foreman's response yesterday, uh, and and I'm, you know, you're you're as uh, you know interested a, a observer and and as you know uh, probably as good a, a judge of uh, the tone. Um, have you noticed and are you surprised uh, at uh, the direction of the pushback, uh, specifically this Max Hodge, this Max Hodge? letter to the editor is something uh and and certainly you know certainly the modest uh middle market returns at at uh at the sale uh that that's got to be entering into some some of this discontent as well uh, and and some of the annoyance that is is clear uh and uh it it, it It seems it seems to me that that uh, that this is that this maneuvering uh, is backfiring uh, on uh, on the people that foisted it upon us. Yes, but the, the damage has already been done. Externally, maybe externally. Yeah, I understand. I understand that portion in terms of you know in, in terms of uh, you know. Uh, the carpet bombing that that uh, is is incessant, um, but it, but I mean internally in terms of the the of industry participants and stakeholders uh, turning and saying enough already. I mean, and and that's that's the thing that is 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 really kind of just it, it, it is bizarre to me, and I've I've said this a few times. It, it, you know the 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 missives that that emanate 
um, from the jockey club, uh, first of all, the self-congratulatory portions, okay, but they, they, they basically have won. And I, I don't understand. The, they got what they wanted, and yet you're going to still, on, a, on, on whatever periodic basis, you're going to continue to, to pound everybody and, and into what? Into submission? Because, because this is not submission. This is pushback. Yes, that's that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question. I mean, as Jim Gagliano once said, we should be ashamed of ourselves. All right, you win. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> why, why, why do I? Why do I have to see more and more and more? You won. Get it? You know, it's like Bobby Knight's ex-wife used to say to him, "Bobby, the horse died. You know, you beat the horse to death." The horse died. Move on. You know, and he'll keep bringing up something. And yep. so they keep bringing it up. A couple of specific points. Uh, when Janney said, and, and I, I did watch it again last night, uh, and he said, uh, I told Five Stones that I wanted, he, he basically said he didn't want little guys. He didn't want someone who mm-hmm. might have done something wrong and wanted it to be meaningful like can't remember his exact words. Okay. But the end result was that's all they got. And they only got the two thoroughbred trainers. Because everybody else in this thing is harnessed. Which is, what, what, what do they call that? A, a niche betting market? It's a niche, bet, it's a niche betting sport where horses pull carts. <laughs> pull carts, yes. I like that. And, uh, sometimes milk and bread. <laughs> so, so, that reminds me, when, when this is over, but, about horses pulling things, you you, you got to let me tell my the Flip Wilson ice uh, ice wagon story. Okay, <laughs> so he he says that, and then the end result was all they got were twenty thirty uh, manufacturers, veterinarians, uh, harness people, mostly in Central New Jersey, which has an overlap in the summer with Navarro and Jason Service. So that's how they got dragged in because they're using the same bets and the same manufacturers and things like that. So yes, you did catch two high, I'll call them high profile thoroughbred trainers, but you didn't do what you said you were gonna do. You only lucked into what happened. Watching Navarro. Now, when you watch Navarro in this thing, Scale of 1 to 10 on being a bad guy. He's like 10, maybe higher. Uh, The juice man, the slippers, the video. And yet, how could someone, even after all that, go out and hire him? How could someone go out and hire him and give him 20 horses in South Florida to train? But it happened. And now that person's trying to lead some other Mission to save racing from whatever I'm trying to save racing from. So when you, when you see, and especially when you hear the audio of the uh, wiretaps, which are all powerful, then how does anyone have these people working for you? With Corral, I'll get back to Jeff here. Corral has Meadowlands, and if you ever watch Meadowlands, you're going to see sponsored by this, sponsored by that. And one of their big sponsors is Crawford Farms. Crawford Farms is a big standard bread farm up uh, outside of Syracuse, up near Vernon Downs. And they hired Nick Sir, Chris Oaks. Virtually everyone that works for them has been indicted and convicted. And she, Michelle Crawford, got into thoroughbreds. And which thoroughbred did she own? Chance it who ran the Amsterdam in 113 and change for six and a half furlongs, trained by none other than George Navarro. So here's a person who has just covered all her bases with what I felt disgusting, and still is in the game, still is a sponsor of major stake races at the Meadowlands. She's never been asked to... Uh, account other than I didn't know I didn't know but you knew they were winning so that's all you seem to care about but 
what what are the odds? You know, it's it's like Lou Gehrig dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. You know, what are the odds that she's going to get a thoroughbred trainer, and it's going to be turn out to be the same character, and uh, you know, operating procedures that her standardbred trainers would use. So somehow she falls into the lap of George Navarro, and yet that seems to be perfectly acceptable at the Meadowlands. So it's just, you know, when, when I watched it, I'm just like, you know, just, <laughs> it, it's like I, I, I can't watch horse racing movies. I can't watch certain things because I find, you know, remember, remember Mad Magazine had all the, all the things and you had to pick out the anomalies and stuff. And I, unfortunately, do that. So hmm. watching something like that just... Uh, uh, I pick out way too much. Hmm. No, and that's that's one of the uh, that's sort of one of the things that I exactly what I was you know anticipating from you. Hey, fold in fold in the the data question, Dick, and and I don't know how close you've been to this topic over the years. Um, and who it was it was Ed Bain. Right? Who who was was it? Ed Bain that that tried for years to uh, to develop uh, like an alternate uh, set of PPs, and yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and, and was fought at every turn essentially. And uh, you know, we had the episode. Uh, now it's probably not, might even be. In fact, I can even tell you exactly how long it is. Um, when Robin Howlett, uh, a you know software developer, uh, you know tried to. You know, create a database using charts, and uh, actually, wow, it's five years ago because I had him on in August of 2018. Uh, so it, it really has faded uh, away. Uh, but uh, you know, the the owner I brought the John uh, Secura I brought this up with John, and, and he's he's broached it as well. Uh, you know, owners owners own these horses and yet the performance statistics that they generate we, we, we have no control over and in fact we're being charged uh, to access the data that the horses we own and pay for generate at what point at what point does this does, does this topic uh, you know boil over well, the, the antipathy to Sunday night could coalesce around that oh. issue that this company lives the, the life of luxury on Madison Avenue and, you know, just uh, nothing's cheap. And like, like you said before, the beta, it's costly. It has to be maintained. And, do all that, and yeah, there's cost involved, but the, the, the price that we have to pay for anything through Ecobase is, is just through the roof. I mean, I, I'm, I am probably less knowledgeable about the Ecobase site than any other site out there, because I just, I rarely use it, because the, the, everywhere I get, I'm going to hit a paywall or something, and I, I just work out other ways getting my information. Now, as we're talking, we got one more race at Hong Kong. I got my Hong Kong form guide, which is for free. I got the website up, which is for free. I got all this data, which is for free. You know, so it can be done, and it can be done in a highly competent manner that helps people bet on horse racing, which helps everybody. So I, I, yeah, I, I, I wish there were a renewed conversation on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Th th this is uh, this is a topic that uh, we'll need further uh, fleshing out. Uh, speaking of uh, HK, let's get the HK conversation in, uh, Dick. I appreciate uh, 
I appreciate you addressing uh, the topic at large. All right. Uh, I, I, have, I have a piece coming out. It'll be in the Pollock Report in a couple of days. And it's about Angus Chung and, to a lesser extent, Ellis Wong. Angus is a five-pound apprentice writer. They have a system over there where someone who wants to get into racing goes to the apprentice school. They then get sent out. He got sent to South Australia where he won, you know, maybe 10% of his mounts, had 700 mounts, 70 victories, comes back to Hong Kong, and despite all that experience, starts out as a 10-pound bug, bug rider. But now he's down to five, so naturally race seven, he's on telecom fighters. Supposed to carry 135, but he's only going to carry 130. And Angus puts him on the lead and goes wire to wire at 1701. <laughs> so, yeah, great story, Dick. Now, it would have been nice if you said, and because of my story, I bet him at 1701. No. I, I don't know why. <laughs> and he drifted in price. He was 9 to 1 early today, 17 to 1 close to close. Angus has a winner in race seven. Race eight was the, I think it was the, the one, uh, the four got beat, that curtain four, the one held on. So now we got to race nine. And uh, this one, we're going two turns, 1,650 meters. I like uh, three horses in there. Two winning dragon. The four, Romantic Layoffs for Zach Pardon, Breaking from the Rail. And the six, Chill Chibi, who was the favorite earlier in the day. So the price horse is the two winning dragon with Angus Chung. Hopefully I can catch the Angus Chung train in the right spot here. Uh, Drawswell has some pace. See how long he can hang around. The six, Chill Chibi began its career at Hong Kong, first-time starter, missed by a short head, so he comes back, wins easy. So he's gone from 52 to 54, then he wins, and he goes to 62, then he wins again, he goes to 71. So he's moving up pretty quickly. Jerry Chow is going to ride for Danny Shum, so he's a progressive-type horse, four-year-old son of Rote. You remember Rote once won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Braden O'Brien, and uh, those are the three I like in here. Two, four, and six. Six is the favorite. Two is the price. Very nice. And uh, we're looking at what about uh, ten? Yeah, twelve minutes. All right. Yeah, that's, that's still that's still walking around. You uh, Bowman got hurt Sunday morning aboard Tuckle. He's out six to eight weeks, uh, broken scapula. Great picture of him in the ambulance, giving a thumbs up. And he sends the picture out. He says, well, I got a bunch of fractures, but I'll be okay. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great to see because, you, you know, you see something like that, it's horrified. He's going to be all right, but he's going to miss a couple of months. So Zach has already taken the lead in the writer's premiership coming into the today 26 to 20 Zach already has a couple today and I'm sure that lead is just going to grow but that's where Angus Chung comes in because he was tied for third and with that five pounds which he will have his next 22 wins uh, he's going to be tough during this period now they are a little short in the jocks room so they went out and got a James McDonald one of the leading riders in the world James won 10 races at the recently concluded Flemington Spring Carnival in Melbourne. So James rode a Romantic Warrior to win in the Cox Plate. He has been given a five-week license to ride in Hong Kong. It's kind of a little bit off-season for uh, Australia. And uh, like wintertime now. What is it? No, it's summertime. It's real hot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so McDonald's going to ride in Hong Kong beginning next week, I think, for five weeks, and uh, including the big HKIR races coming up. We have three big races this weekend. These are preps for uh, the HKIR for the locals. Uh, race is a 1,200-meter race, and that has attracted Lucky Swainess and Wellington. 
as well as Victor Duena, who beat Lucky Swainers twice already this year. So the weights will even out a little bit. Only uh, five horses, six horses in that race. The mile race is going to be fascinating because California Spangler is back, but you Bowman rode him in his last race. Zach Burton got off of him. So now I'm not sure who's going to ride California Spangler. Zach is going to ride Beauty Eternal, who last year won seven races, started out the season at 52, finished at 117, won two group threes at the end of the season, started off this year against California Spangle, ran third when there was just no pace to race and there's no way to make up ground. I don't know if that's going to change because we have a five-horse field, but it should be a good prep for the HKIR races. And then we have a mile and a quarter group two with uh, uh, Money Catcher, Russian Emperor, the Galileo Gelding, who loves the distance races, Glorious Dragon. So those three races will be all very good and good to watch because those are going to be your scouting missions for the local horses that will go on to HKIR. Uh, Golden 60 is going to train up to the race at the age of eight. He had a barrier trial. The other day, everything looks great. So he'll be in it. And with their hope and Romantic Warrior can bounce back from the Cox Plate and uh, also take part in the HKIR December, I think it's 10th or 11th. It's, that's Saturday night, Sunday morning, second weekend of December. It, back to a reference point uh, as well, uh, Dick, because you said the jockey's room's a little short, and, of course, that started with Sylvester, Sylvester D'Souza. Uh, let's talk about the Harry Bentley uh, affair. Well, I, 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 he's been given a two-month suspension. He challenged it, and he's now accepted it. Um, he had a burner phone, which like, obviously you're not supposed to have a burner phone. And he was talking to people that didn't give you any real detail. Of, the, the implication was he was giving out information on how a horse might have looked in the barrier trial. Oh, yeah, he felt good or whatever. But doing it in a way that was not acceptable, uh, that's part of their uh, you know, security that you can't have a burner phone. You have to have a phone that they license and stuff like that. So he didn't sound like there was race fixing or anything like that involved. Otherwise, he'd be gone. But uh, he got two months, eight, I think eight Sessions. race days. Right. Uh, two months, definitely. So he'll be out. The Susan's gone. So, yeah, the other day I looked, uh, there were only 17 riders listed in the uh, – and uh, the jockey club rider availability. So, yeah, they're they're a little short. McDonald will help. Stake races, you don't need 12, 14. I mean, when they're at when the racing's at shot 10, yeah, you need 14 because you got a lot of horses and not everyone can ride every race. So, yeah, it gets spread out pretty good. So, if you're going to make money, it really pays to know who the other guys are. You know, we know Zach. When you's healthy, we know you. Learning Angus Chung, Andrea Atzani is doing well. He comes in from Italy with a big reputation. But the Luke Ferraris of the world, the Brent Abdullahs of the world, they'll win races at decent prices. and They're going to be getting uh, some nice mounts in the, in the near future. And a, a quick, I, just to, to wrap the thing up on Bentley, because um, it, it he had a came out with a statement yesterday, um, and, and it's it's three brief paragraphs. I'd like to thank the Hong Kong Jockey Club for their close consideration throughout the stewards' inquiry regarding an isolated in, uh, incident which occurred when I was new to Hong Kong uh, and the racing scene. I want to be extremely clear that this. Uh, charge is in no way related to giving tips, betting, wagering, race fixing, or accepting payment ahead of race riding. I ask that the public trust in the Hong Kong Jockey Club decision and, I, uh, and have confidence that if this was the case, I would not have received the penalty I did. Uh, I have. I have always tried to give uh, get the best position for my horse. That has never been in question. I accept that I should have done more research on the rules in Hong Kong, and I will endeavor to do better in the future. 
I'd like to take the opportunity to thank my partner, my family, friends, and racing uh, fans for their unwavering support. I'll use my suspension, which culminates January 3rd, 2024, to prepare myself for the rest of the season. As always, do my best for the owners, the trainers, uh, HKJC, and all my supporters. Can't wait to get back in the saddle early in the new year. And, and a lot of people came to Benley's defense. I mean, he is, is, his uh, reputation, he's 31 years old, and uh, is his reputation uh, seemingly, uh, you know, sparkling. Uh, so this is, you know, this is a misstep or an error in judgment or, you know, something that uh, uh, was inappropriate but not necessarily all that, all that nefarious. But they and, and he was he, he was a regular rider in Dubai, mostly right. at uh, Abu Dhabi and the other tracks. During the carnival, he would get business because they they had big fields. But you always saw this Harry Bentley kid. Uh, you know, 10 years ago. And he was a competent rider, and he's gotten more and more experience. He's done well in Hong Kong. So I'm glad um, lessons been learned, punishment has been meted out, but it's not that penalty-type stuff. So he'll be back in January, and, you know, hopefully he can get his career going. But some in Hong Kong is... Uh, when you see... World class ride like New Bowman, leave Australia, leave you know riding links and pox plates and all these races because they know what it's like. If you're the if you're the top dog in the Hong Kong, uh, you're you're doing well. So that's that's a goal. They can ride heavier. You know the, the high weight is 135. They raised the weights a couple of years ago, so. You can. You don't have to starve yourself or go through any of that stuff. And uh, it's, it's apparently a great lifestyle. You, you you run two days a week, but you work seven days a week. You got Barry Trial uh, and shot him. They don't go out to Chung Top. Those are mostly local riders out there. But uh, they're they're pretty busy. But all seems to be worth it. No doubt. All right. Uh, how close are we? Let me go back to the screen. Two minutes. Two minutes to post. So let's uh, catch up here on, uh, on the numbers. And uh, Winning Dragon, the two, eight to one for, for Dick. Seven to two on Romantic Laos. Uh, Zach Perkin, the four. And uh, Chil Chibi, the six, your nine to five favorite. So two, four, six being uh, boxed up and utilized here by Dick Powell. Yes. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a win bet on the two, and then exact is 4-6 over two. Excellent. That'll be, our, that'll be our strategy here. Dick, I should mention, Angus. As, we, and as we wait here, um, they're starting to, the light on? No, uh, not yet. Um, I, I, something tells me I'm going to guess we're going to be off on Wednesday. In fact, I know we are, uh, now that I'm thinking about it. We, we're definitely going to be off Wednesday, uh, Thursday, at least. Some years we come back for Friday uh, next week. Thanksgiving is upon us. Uh, your, your Thanksgiving uh, plans, your Thanksgiving message to the, uh, to the ATR listener? Hi. I have no message. Yeah, but you don't have a, you don't have a Thanksgiving a, a bon mot, a, 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 uh, an amusing goo? No. Um, <laughs> I, will, I, I will be next door at my stepdaughter's house. Her and her husband make this from, they, they do something with the turkey and brine. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't, um, they don't try to slice it, which everyone does. They, they, Cut it off in chunks. Uh -huh. Super tender. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. I, mean, I was there last year. Karen went to Florida. The dog went to Florida. The dog got picked up by <laughs> some, uh, some van at 5 o'clock in the morning Thursday. And Raina made it down there Sunday. So Raina's down there with Karen. So I just I just couldn't do Thanksgiving down there this year. Travel and yeah. wasn't going to work. Uh, but yeah, I'll be next door for that, and then uh, a week or two later, Tucson. That's right. Oh my God, that's right. I, I mentioned no, you. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be staying at 
I'll be staying down the road to lodge at Ventana Canyon because there's no rooms, even with the room block available till November 13th. I called last week and there were, there's two nights where there's no rooms in the entire hotel. So I've stayed at the lodge before. It's very nice. So I, it's five minutes down the road. I got a car. So I will be down there. But I get in that Saturday. I, I like to go out early, relax, see some friends, and just, uh, you know, not be in any kind of rush when I'm there. I'm, I'm going out Saturday, too, and I discovered something, and I, boy, I'm going to have to bring this up, and, and uh, Seth, Seth is going to be on later, and I'm gonna, he's going to give me the business. Um, it, I, I don't even know what, why I looked, um, but I happened to uh, pull up the, the Colgate uh, basketball schedule, I, I, I think because there was a chance that Tina, I think last weekend, we thought maybe we'd go out to Colgate and, and see the football game, and I wanted to see if basketball or, or hockey were going to be playing on Friday or Saturday. And jumping off the screen at me, the Red Raiders at Arizona on Saturday. What? I know. And um, the, game is, the game happens to be uh, at 2 o'clock. And I land. I land in Phoenix. I think at, at like twelve thirty or one or one thirty. I so I'm not going to get. But I mean, I uh, I couldn't believe it. I I, nice. I, I I know. And of all the crazy things, the chance that and I think last night bidding to beat Syracuse for the third straight year, and they were up twenty four points at one point, and they let Syracuse back into. It. And and to be honest, Syracuse played uh, stringent defense. In the second half, and uh, and and came back and beat uh, beat us, and so I I was I was a little bereft, but uh, uh, it's not going to be easier against Arizona, who I think is in the I think is in the top twenty right now. So, uh, but that was crazy. I, I was like, oh my god, this would have been. If it, well, I wish it, you know, if it had been Sunday, it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, they're in the gate. They're getting. Close. What do we got? One, two, three. We got four of them uh, back behind the gate. Uh, with the nightcap from the valley where it's happy. Happy Valley. And uh, current odds 11 to 1 now on winning Dragon, uh, Dick. Up, uh, up, uh, ticking, yeah. you know, pretty good. And then 4 to 1 actually now, Romantic, romantic Laos. Uh, 4 to 1. I don't know if that, is that a travel advertisement about for, for traveling to? The layoffs? No, but somehow I have it in somehow I have it in my head that that's the horse that Tommy hit the pick six at. Oh, that's Tommy funny. With. That's funny. But he's only five, so at least two years ago when he did it. But I have that horse in my head as uh, interesting when, when Tommy hit that pick six. So you know, did you did you hear Sean Borman last week, uh, the BCBC winner? No, well, you know he's he, no, he, he's ninety percent of his play now is Hong Kong. Can't he, he made he's made the transition. All right, we've got uh, we've got two more. It looks like it's a load here, and uh, they're going to go a mile. The nightcap, Hong Kong. Francis Barrier Five. And by for action, there they go. Tony Speaks, he pushes the button. They're away and racing in the last. And Brilliant Ways charge forward from barrier 12. And he's going to cross the face of the field before they even get within 50 metres of the winning post. And he leads over Fever Hunter, Keen second. Splendid living deep around Winning Dragon. Thesis looking to take closer order. One off next to Romantic Lau. And Splendid Living's four deep into the first turn. Behind Romantic Lau is sixth generation. Then came Chil Chibi, who's two and a half away back on the inside. From Karma Escape Route, Lucky. Gold and Star Contact's gone all the way back to last. Speed is hot early, 27.37 for the first section. Standard is normally just a tick over 28. By the football club at the 1,000 metres, and the leader is Brilliant Way. Splendid Living got to the outside, and Keen is Viva Hunter, and the open is Winning Dragon, and Thesis one off. Romantic Lau back on the inside. From sixth generation, that pair in midfield. Karma came next. He's looking to commence a run wider for Vincent Ho. Chilchibi two and a half away. Lucky 
Gold Escape Route and Star Contact. They reach the 600 in the last here at Happy Valley. And it is brilliant way for Matthew Poon. He's had them running since the crack of the gun and he leads over Splendid Living. Viva Hunter down on the inside. Thesis Romantic Lau tucked away lock and key on the rail. Then came winning Dragon, sixth generation. Chill Chibi needs some luck. Karma out wider. Didn't handle the bend overly well. Into the straight they come. 250 left to go. Splendid Living down the middle of the track is ranged up with Thesis. Romantic Lau, Viva Hunter throw over on the inside. And look at Karma. He crabbed around the corner. Chill Chibi through on the inside. Saved all the ground. Chill Chibi from Karma. And there's a win. Chill Chibi. What a promising horse he is. He's won from Karma, who made the corner like a crab. And third in, I think, Romantic Lau, followed in by either sixth generation, Thesis, Viva Hunter, Escape Route, Lucky Gold, Splendid Living. And they were in turn followed by Star Contact, Winning Dragon, and Brilliant Way. Ah, Dick, uh, th- this, is a, this was a hell of a performance. And uh, notably... Yeah, you got caught here uh, in the final strides. Karma, karma, karma caught up with you, Dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Vincent Ho splits uh, Romantic Lau and uh, Chill Chilby to prevent the the exacta. But this is a nice horse. Well, it got beat by a short head first time out, and now has won three straight. Uh, Four year old, um, so he'll just keep. Uh, moving up in class, you don't want to move up too fast. We saw that with Dream Winner. You have to move it up by 12 points, and uh, that was now, now it's asking too much, so he has to kind of settle. But Chill Chibi, the, the announcer said he cornered like a crab. Oh, that was great. That was a great yeah. line. <laughs> and then and then the two was uh, three wide without cover the whole trip. Yep. So, yep. Uh, that was that was unfortunate. But the form six ran well, and uh, yeah, six is going to be a serious horse for Jerry Chow and Danny Shum. Excellent. Nice. All right. Any um, any insight or reaction uh, thoughts to uh, the news otherwise of the week and racing of uh, the week? New York. Uh, we have how about how about Rick Dutrow? Coming back, oh, in fact, I, I got to get back to Rick. Um, Dutro following up uh, now another stake win, the Red Smith, um, and and the uh, the wake of uh, the of the Dutro uh, the Dutro uh, train uh, also uh, tying in uh, Michael Ivarone and uh, and his wife Jules. They, they got these two Chilean imports that have been very solid now for a couple of years the other one being o'connor uh but i saw i saw michael at the breeders cup and congratulated him about o'connor he may have actually a pegasus dirt and a pegasus turf runner essentially in masterpiece and o'connor yeah and, and we don't we don't weigh our horses uh at least consistently but uh one thing with Rick is Rick's horses are all going to put weight on. They are, if they're 1,100 pounds, when he gets them, they're going to be 1,180, you know, when they race. He's just going to feed them and get them healthy, and they're going to just prosper. I mean, White Barrio, the owners just couldn't believe how he filled out, and just, just the guy kept getting better and better, and Karen Murphy has a, like a 62,000 flamer with Rick, and she was just raving. So the horse was all skin and bones, and then Rick got him and took his time and got the weight on him. So Rick's Rick, and when Rick had his best years, the one year he had seven group grade one stakes winners, and none of them had pedigree. None of them, you know, chipped the bill, Oklahoma bred. And, you know, just just they were all different. And but to him, they're individuals and he treats them as individuals and he gets the most out of them as individuals so yeah he's uh between wider barrio and the saudi cup and and that'll that'll open up uh some more doors a good uh, good couple of weeks yet uh of uh 
of racing, and of course Del Mar underway. We've got Turfway coming next week. Fairgrounds drew their first card, and uh, uh, quite nice actually. And we'll start talking Fairgrounds tomorrow and uh, uh, and Friday. And um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I see. I see they open Friday, and uh, I checked the condition book, and the maiden maiden specials are fifty two thousand. So they, I know that I know some of the sports betting money now goes to uh, purses. So they've they've been incrementally able to add some money onto those races. And still, if you're Asmussen, if you're Brad Cox, you go there for the winter and training on that main track you're going to come out of there loaded for bear well that's one of the uh for years that was one of the famed uh sites of, of you know leading into the spring season uh i want to say bobby frankel used to talk about that uh that you know if you if you showed up at fairgrounds uh you know with a with a horse needing uh, to gain condition uh by the time you got out you, you you'd have yourself a fit and ready horse uh the spring that was always and, a, and a sound and a sound fit and ready horse yeah. that's going to continue on throughout the year that's an old uh, we're kicking it old school dick with that that's uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it brings it brings back the days when i worked down there and it was so a lot of fun and i learned a lot Everybody, I mean, for those, it's funny because it's a place. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I had gone. My first two visits uh, were for Jazz and Heritage Festival, and and then when we started going to Derby, it couldn't go to Jazz and Heritage Festivals anymore because it, it, those two weekends, last weekend in April, first weekend in May, so uh, that uh, those, I'd love to bring Tina down for that, but it's not going to work. Uh, but then when I started to go for racing, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it's one of the underappreciated venues uh, in the country. And, and, it's the, and what's bizarre about it is you would think that with New Orleans as the backdrop, you know, people would mention more frequently, uh, like just, just the other day, just uh, when did I have Suge? Was it Monday? It, it, we were talking about fairgrounds and... Uh, and I was kidding him and said, you know, Allison seems like a candidate to enjoy. And he says she's only been down there once. And he says he hasn't really been there that often. It, it's a place that, you know, you get to take advantage of the, you know, the, the charms of the city, which are endless. And, um, you know, not without not without caution, because uh, I know people are saying, oh, it's so dangerous. Um, but it, it, it really is a as a racing venue. And with the with the big weekends that they offer, it, it is absolutely uh, under under advertised and, and marketed that way. I, that more people should have it on their. You know, I I never hear anybody say, you know, about their racing uh, bucket list. I hate that expression. Um, that uh, fairgrounds. I want to get to fairgrounds. Well, if if, if you've never been a to New Orleans and b to fairgrounds. Uh, Get it on the list because it, it's spectacular. I I can't agree more, and um, doesn't look uh, doesn't look like I'm going to be down there this spring though. So we'll see. All right. Well, we will be, and, and I, I I don't know if I can duplicate. Was it last year? What they, 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 was last year? We ended up going three times, uh, <laughs> which which was which was crazy because there, there was there was the regular trip for Risen Star, then there was uh, HBPA convention, HBPA. and then yep. Tina decided when when she had her break, she decided she wanted to go because she was jealous, and so I, we we went down. So I had three separate, almost week long visits each time. It's just it it is. There's no place like it. I, I, honestly, there's just, uh, we'll celebrate here the next couple of days with uh, a variety of, of uh, long, long-time denizens and uh, natives. Uh, uh, just the best. Yeah, I, 
I made a lot of friends there and still have exactly. a lot of friends there. And, you know, this, this, yeah, it's just uh, special. It, it, what, what I, well, one of the things when I went down there, I kind of fit in because they, they have, uh, the locals have this accent. And you'd swear you're in Brooklyn. <laughs> so Earl, Earl, Earl is oil and, you know, these and those. And, you know, just, it, was just, it was just funny hearing. And then I I, I kind of fit in everywhere I go. And I yep. Yeah, you do. Found it. So, yeah. Well, I did, I did see what, what I'm going to guess was, was upsetting news to some people, but... Uh, Frank, uh, the other day on, on uh, Instagram, uh, Frank Brightson uh, announcing that they weren't going to offer their Thanksgiving uh, takeout uh, package this year. He said it's just too much. And, and so I, I'm sure there are some people that are, will be disappointed. But, uh, you know, one of the great traditions in racing for years, uh, they, the Thanksgiving uh party at at fairgrounds uh, and the and the catering i mean it, it, one of the things that the one thing that's a little uh, little disappointing or sad from what i understand i mean as as great as the food is throughout the city i'm i'm told by you know the the real veterans there that at, at a certain point in time the food at fairgrounds was so good that yes. businessmen from downtown that literally not only would they come out for the daily double, but they would literally would come out to eat. That that, that that's how special it was uh, at at fairgrounds. Uh, and I, I know they've tried to they, they they've been toying with and courting some some local restaurateurs to take over the the food service. From what I understand. Uh, over the last couple of years, but uh, you know, obviously, COVID and, and interrupted uh, the season, and so many other. You know, it, it's uh, you know, the occasional catastrophic flood doesn't help uh, either. But uh, it, it's a, it's just a fabulous place. I, I, well, when we we had a, an Osamacast package, we had the soup of the day. Well, the soup of the day. No. We had that story that was, explained. That was the greatest. That was, that yeah. was huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, people, people betting on this <laughs> and everything. But it was just, it was part, it was part of who we, who we are. Yeah. The soup of the day was like real important. Yeah. And uh, it just, it just kind of brought together how important it was to us that we can't have bad food in this city. No, exactly. You know, we can't. And we did it. So, yeah. Well, and you know who else? You know, between you and I'm not sure who else in the in the region, but uh, uh, for years, Skip Dickstein would, was down there. Uh, oh yeah, yes. And it's and his. I think his Eclipse Award. I think his Eclipse Award. One of the two is that foggy picture of of fairgrounds, right? The, the with the horse in the fog and 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 the grandstand in the background. I think. Is, yeah. is Skip's uh, is one of Skip's two Eclipse Awards. All right. Well, Skip introduced me to the Brian and Vicky. Oh, I love it. From the Crances. Nice. Yeah. I should get, yeah. I should get Brian okay. on again. He's one of the great guests. Dick, I will let you go. Oh, this yeah. was this was fabulous. As always, a, a, a meandering. Uh, this is like sitting at the coffee shop at uh, <laughs> Compton's or somewhere. Uh, pretty funny. Thank you. All right, Steve, we got <laughs> Dick Powell, everybody. Let's uh, stay right here, and we'll just take one break today.